Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Stand and just give glory to the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for lives being touched. Thank you, Lord, for lives being changed. Thank you for the power of your spirit, God, that works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. Thank you, Lord. There's no God like you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm so thankful door, the doors open up for us. The Lord has opened up us doors to reach out into different nations. But there's nothing more important than reaching that one soul that needs God. Being burdened and, and desirous to touch one soul for Jesus Christ. Sometimes we get that nation mentality and we forget about that person beside us that's struggling in their sins. That needs deliverance from bondage. That needs help in their life. Amen. Thank God for those souls that are being touched. Thank you. Life's being changed. We'd like to turn to the word of the Lord today in Acts chapter 4, verse 29. We're reading a few verses from here. Uh, again, we give honor to Pastor Gill and Sister Gill and family. And I appreciate their hospitality and invitation to be here and to able to minister uh, the word of the Lord. And also we give honor to Bishop Walls and appreciate him so much. And uh, amen and his love and zeal for missions and uh you know pa you know bishop balls if you hadn't preached missions so much while i was here i may not have gone you know so sister queen if you want to blame someone you have to blame him <laughs> okay <laughs> amen acts chapter 4 verse 29 and uh, we won't do the blame game today <laughs> and now lord behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word in verse 30, by stretching forth thine hand uh, to heal and signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. In verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken uh, where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Can we say that? They spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. With the help of the Lord, we'd like to minister to you today on the title of my passion will not die. Amen. And, you know, um, uh, we've been wrestling with this cold. I think it was Tuesday. It was at Brother Scott's church in Sullivan. And I told him, excuse me, I, have anyone here ever seen Green Acres? Green Acres. You know Mr. Haney? Well, I sounded just like Mr. Haney Tuesday night. My voice is just screeching and everything else like I was sucking on a helium balloon. But anyway, um, I hope it does better today. Amen. We're going to trust the Lord just to minister to us. Amen. From his word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. Thank you for the word of the Lord that impacts our life and changes our thinking, God, that changes our, our community around us. We ask God for your anointing to, to preach your word and to, to speak your word and to hear your word this day. Give you all the praise and glory and honor, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'll say together, my passion will not die. Amen. You may be seated. If any of you, those of you who have been to St. Petersburg, you immediately know that it's a very historical city, uh, 300 years of history, basically, of czars ruling Russia. And so the buildings and the, architect, the architecture is beautiful and how they invested so much European culture and design. 
But one of the greatest historical events in St. Petersburg, I believe, took place in, during World War II. And that was from 1941 to 1943, approximately, when the city of St. Petersburg, then known as Leningrad, was surrounded for 900 days. They call this the Siege of Leningrad, which, of course, was the name they used during communist times. For 900 days, the Nazi armies surrounded them, trying to make them capitulate, amen, trying to make them to surrender, trying to actually destroy their will to fight. They cut off food. They cut off natural resources. They did everything they could uh, to hem them in so that some way, somehow, that the city would soften up so they could go in and take this city. We have one lady in our church. She's about 85, 86 now. Her name is Zoya, and she lived during that time. She was five years old when the blockade began, and uh, Zoya today, sometimes when you talk to her about it, she'll just weep and cry, and she'll say, I don't know why, amen, I, I went through this, I don't know how I survived, and I said, well, I know why, Zoya, amen, that's so that you could be baptized in Jesus' name and get filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, and she has experienced that, praise God. But as she was uh, talking to us about some of those times, she would tell about how hungry they were. She would say that sometimes they would take the wallpaper off the walls. At that time, they put the wallpaper up with like a potato starch paste. And, and they would take the wallpaper and boil it in water, hoping somehow to get some nutrients from it. She would tell the stories of how the, each, everybody was issued a ration card. And you only got about three or four pieces of bread. And that bread was mixed with sawdust so it would go a little farther. Amen. She told about the, the, the millions that died. There was actually one million people who died in the city during this blockade. And, and, and many times every morning, they would lay out corpses. And if you would die during that time, they would just simply sew you up in your bed sheet, lay you down in the street at night or in the morning, and a wagon would come by and pick you up and take you to those mass graves. And, and Wanda and I live very close to some of those mass graves, and we've seen them pass by them almost every day. Amen. It's an honor to those, amen, who gave their life, amen, to fight against the Nazi army. You know, the thing is, the enemy wanted to destroy their passion to live. Amen? Amen. Wanted to destroy their passion to fight, but it did not work. Amen. In the end, of course, we know they were victorious. And that's what the enemy of our soul does to us. He tries to kill our passion for the lost around us. He tries to kill our passion to do something for God and to serve God and to live for God through various means. But one of the main weapons of his arsenal, I believe, is that weapon we call doubt. Amen. He'll try to make us doubt that if our loved ones can ever be saved. He'll try to make us doubt if it's possible, amen, for that person you see on the street to really experience Holy Ghost salvation. He'll even try to make us doubt if, if, it's really, if it really matters to give to missions or if it really is important to try to, to send money to other countries for the gospel to be preached. Amen. He will send doubt to us, amen, and try to hem us in, amen, with his spirit of deception, trying to tell us, amen, it doesn't matter. It's not worth the fight. Why don't you just give in, amen, and just go ahead and live your own life. But I want to stand here and tell you tonight, church, or today, church, it is working. Amen. The kingdom of God is going forth in this world. Our loved ones can be saved. Amen. The lost can be delivered. That person strung out on drugs. Amen. He can experience freedom in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. His, his weapon of doubt will not work on the church. Amen. I believe we're having revival in our time. 
when you begin to hear all the mission reports and what, all things that are going on, I guess Facebook is good for that, isn't it? <laughs> Every Monday morning, people getting the Holy Ghost, people being baptized. Hey, hey, hallelujah. We're having revival in our time. This great commission is being fulfilled. And you know, if passion burns in us for the lost, amen, we are able to endure some things. And, and we go beyond what we could normally do because we are desirous, so desirous to see someone saved. Amen. We endure through trials and tests and we endure through problems and situations. Amen. Until we see God's salvation revealed in others. Passion gives that ability, amen, to wait upon God until he works into the heart and life and soul of someone. Passion gives us that ability, amen, when we don't see someone saved immediately, we can keep trusting in God that some way, somehow, God's going to bring them to these altars and they're going to repent of their sins and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's what passion does for our life. It simply lets us know that if we're faithful to sow the word of God, if we're faithful in his kingdom, the soul of the seed, then he is faithful, amen, church, to give us the harvest. He will give us a harvest. He is the God of the harvest, and he wants to bless our efforts and all that we do for his kingdom. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Like I, I, my wife mentioned, I, I think it was, that I think that's the miracle of St. Petersburg, is that the Lord took nothing and he made something out of it. Like she said, three years before someone baptized, five years before someone received the Holy Ghost. You know, you may think, well, maybe after one or two years, so a lot of people say, well, let's just chuck this. Let's just go back home. Maybe I sincere, you know, I wanted to do the will of God, but, you know, maybe I just missed it. Right, Queen? Maybe you should just come on back home. <laughs> but what kept us there, I believe, Bishop Walls, it was that passion. Amen. When we saw the Russian people, we saw their spiritual condition. We saw that they needed God, that they needed salvation. They needed a hope. Amen. In this life that their Orthodox church wasn't giving them, that life wasn't giving them. Something stirred within us. Amen. And kept us on that mission field, trusting in God, believing in God that he was able to give us souls. Trusting in the power of the gospel to save to the uttermost. Hallelujah. That it, and it works not only here in southern India but it can work in St. Petersburg, Russia. Hallelujah, the power of the name of Jesus Christ to save and to deliver and to heal. The same Holy Ghost can fall on us. Amen, there as it does here. Praise God. It was passion. I believe it was passion that kept us in the fight. We had one young lady in our church. Her name is Anna, and she received the Holy Ghost on Pentecost Sunday a couple of years ago. And like Pastor Gill, we, we, we made a big push on Pentecost Sunday for those who wanted to receive the Holy Ghost. And uh, we had a little Bible study with them, and Anna was one of them. And Anna came, uh, service early, and we talked with her about the Holy Ghost. And, and, and after the service, she came and prayed, and it wasn't real easy. It took about 20 minutes. And finally, she broke through and began to speak in tongues and receive the Holy Ghost. And I think what touched my heart was that... After that, she came up to me and she said, I've been looking for this for 20 years. I've been looking for this for 20 years. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, praise God the church was there for her. Amen. Praise God the church was there. Praise God for the church here in Midori, Indiana. 
Amen. That you didn't lose your passion for souls. You didn't lose your passion for missions. Amen. Praise God for churches like this that stood with us through the years. Amen. Laboring with us, praying with us, trusting in God with us for reharvest of souls. Praise the Lord. It was David Wilkerson who once said that all true passion is born out of anguish. He went on to say that God finds a praying man in times of ruin and literally baptizes him with anguish. Or in other words, an overwhelming concern for others. Not just some great flash of emotion and lets it die, but like Nehemiah who broke down and wept and fasted, praying night and day. Amen. That's what passion does for us. Amen. It's born within us. Passion is born within us. Because Nehemiah, he wasn't an architect. He wasn't, he wasn't a builder. Amen. There were probably others in Jerusalem more qualified than him to build those walls and to erect those gates. There were probably some architect and builders among that group of people. Amen. But they weren't the ones praying. They weren't the ones that were stirred by the, the condition. Amen. And, and the situation they were living in. It took a man thousands of miles away. Amen. For God to touch him in a room of prayer. Amen. And, and to birth passion in his soul until he could do nothing else but go to that, that city and try to help rebuild those walls for them. Amen. That's what I'm saying, church. When I think about us going to St. Petersburg, Russia some 23 years ago, I look back now and I, and, I, and I wonder sometimes why God would have sent us. I know there was people more qualified. I know there were greater ministers, more dynamic ministries. I know there were people more sensitive to the Spirit of God. Amen. But I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. But one day when I was crying out to God on my knees and praying to the Lord, amen, I believe amen, as I was praying, I felt... Amen. A burden come upon my heart and passion was born in me. Passion was born in me. Amen. To, to, to realize the spiritual condition of those souls in Russia. And when passion was born in me, church, I couldn't do anything else but go. Amen. I, I had to find a way to make it to that city to preach this gospel because I felt a burden, a calling on my heart. Hallelujah. And that's what passion does for us. Amen. When a flame of passion burns within our souls, it's amazing where God will lead us. Amen. He may not lead you to Russia. You're probably going to praise the Lord. <laughs> he might not lead you there, but he may lead you to your next door neighbor. Amen. He may lead you to that person that works beside you on the assembly line. He may lead you to someone at, amen, at a, a place of business. And try to tell them about Jesus Christ. Amen. He may, may help you to understand that you need to tell your loved one one more time. Amen. That they need to trust in Jesus Christ. Not only will passion lead you somewhere, but you'll be amazed when you're crying out for God to give you souls who God will bring into your life. Amen. I think you'll be surprised who God you may be introduced to or that you may meet. And we sometimes think, well, this was just a casual meeting. No, it was not. This was God wanting you to talk to that person about salvation in Jesus Christ. We had one young man in our church. His name is Ben. He's studying there in St. Petersburg, Russia, language, Russian language. And uh, uh, Ben is from Hong Kong, China. Speaks Mandarin, of course, fluently. And so I met, we met Ben at some kind of a language program. We was invited to go and we went. English language and uh, and the people thought we spoke English pretty good, so they invited us. But if they only knew, 
You know, I, I think after we get done teaching people English in Russia, they speak it with an accent or something like that, you know. But anyway, we met Ben in just a casual meeting, and, and we, we mentioned to him, you know, we pastored church. He knew that, and it was just a casual, friendly conversation. He went on his way. We went on our way. Strange thing is, about three or four weeks later, we met Sin, Ben. I hope not Sin, but we met Ben in the city. And, uh, and you're talking about a city of six million people. It doesn't always happen. And uh, I said, hey, Ben, how you doing? And he was surprised to see us. We talked a little bit. Again, he went his, on his way. We went on ours. Then about two or three weeks later, we met him at the platform of the, of the subway system. There was Ben standing there and talked with him a little bit more. And this didn't happen only once or twice. This happened three or four times. And on the fourth time, Ben finally said, okay, I'll come to your church. <laughs> He probably thought I put a GPS tracking system on him somehow. When we first met, we was following him around the city, but it wasn't us, church. It was God continually bringing us to that person because we had a passion for souls. And we wanted God to save someone. We desired for someone to be filled with his presence. We got Ben in a Bible study. Amen. And after three or four weeks later, three or four weeks later, he's baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. That's what passion births in us. A desire for souls. And God will bring people into our life that we've never dreamed possible. Amen. As we read in the scriptures today, the apostles were passionate about preaching Jesus. They knew they needed some help. They knew they needed some boldness because you see, they were facing persecution. They had the Acts chapter 3 miracle of the lame man who was healed by the gate. And the Bible says he rose up walking and leaping and praising God. And since our children are here today, maybe we should do that little song, right? Well, have you sung that song, Walking and Leaping and Praising God? Not yet. Well, talk to your Sunday school teacher about that. Amen. But he went, they went walking and leaping and praising God. Everybody's rejoicing, but not everybody was. Because it was the Jews who began to persecute them and tell them, don't speak anymore about the name of Jesus Christ. And so their response to that was to pray. And they prayed and asked God to give them boldness. And they prayed until they were shaken, literally and also spiritually. And church, you know, we can't do this by ourselves. Amen. We can't take this gospel to other countries by ourselves. We need help. And we know there are times, amen, that we need to be shaken, that I need to be shaken. I, I need this Acts 4 experience. I need to be shaken to have boldness. I need to be shaken until I say, Lord, amen, I, I, I help me to win one more soul. Help me, Lord, to win the loss. I need to be shaken until chains of complacency and, and worldliness and, and the things of this life just fall from me so that I can be a better vessel for the kingdom of God. Oh, church, don't you want to be shaken by the presence of God? hallelujah until he makes you a vessel hallelujah that is so anointed that is so powerful hallelujah that when you get around people you can't not help but tell them about Jesus Christ oh we need help we need the boldness of Christ helping us in this day because you see not everyone wants to hear about Jesus Christ amen just like they told them there in Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4, don't speak anymore about the name of Jesus. We're running into that today in our 21st century church. Amen. 
Yeah, people are willing and open to talk about Islam. They'll talk about Eastern religions. They'll talk about philosophies. They'll talk about all of the Hinduism and Buddhism and all these things. But when you begin to say Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation, the name of Jesus is the only way you're going to make it to heaven, all of a sudden the room gets quiet and still. And they just don't want to hear it anymore. Amen. They want to reject our testimony. They want to change the subject. But I'm here today to tell you, dear brothers and sisters, just shake it off. Amen. Just shake it off. Amen. Don't give up. Don't doubt what God can do for you. Don't doubt what God can do to help you to win a soul. Because I believe there is that one, amen, that God has chosen for you to reach. There is that one that God wants you, amen, to touch their life and bring to them the message of salvation. Amen. And we can't give up, church. Amen. Sometimes we have to shake ourselves until God helps us to have that boldness we need. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I, I don't know what time we get out today. Uh, okay, I think I have a few more minutes. I've often heard that you just keep preaching until you hear the car keys jangle. So I guess we'll just keep going on. Just, just jangle when you're done. Oh, man. Well, we, had, we met this one young man. You may have seen it in the newsletters. His name was Maxine. And uh, he was a, a Russian rapper who came to Jesus Christ. Amen. No bet. Not now. Don't shake those keys right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was a Russian rapper. And I know maybe some of you listen to rap music. Maybe some of you listen to Christian rap. I don't know. I didn't like it in the world or in church or anything. But Russian rap is even worse, you know. And they're still trying to develop that style. But he was a Russian rapper. And he had a following. About 40,000 people liked his page and his, his video clips, all of these things. And finally... A producer found him and wanted to uh, promote his talent and his music. And Maxine told me the story that when he went to the table to sign this two-year contract, he said like uh, he felt like he was literally signing a deal with the devil. Amen. He said he just couldn't do it. He couldn't make his hand put his signature on that contract, and he just stepped away. And he, and he thought to himself, he said, you know, I need God in my life. And he began to seek for God. He began to seek for a church. And, and he met one of our Bible college students and told him about our church. And he came to our church and he was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. But the thing about Maxime is that he desires to win souls. Amen. He used that so same 40,000 likes and got on the Internet and went to his job and started telling everybody about Jesus Christ. Truly, passion was born in him. Amen. And he eventually brought one of the young ladies from his workplace. And, and after three or four weeks I mean, coming to church, he was finally baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing about Maxime, though, he didn't stop there. He says, I just want to reach another soul. I just want to reach one more. Amen. And he's trying to reach another soul right now, he said, for the cause of Christ. And I think, Lord, dear, I think, dear church, that needs to be our prayer sometimes. Amen. We're thankful for those who've been saved. Thankful for those who've been buried in the watery grave in Jesus' name. But that should be our desire. Lord, just give me one more soul. Give me one more person, Lord, that I can help them to know, amen, about the victory and the joy of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
And I believe our Lord was like that on the cross, wasn't he? Amen. He carried that passion all the way to the cross. Amen. Because we know that when he was hanging on that cross, suffering and dying, amen, going through tremendous agony and pain, amen, it was the Roman guards that lifted up to his lip that sponge of vinegar and wine and gall, amen, somehow could intoxicate him from feeling the pain that he had, but he refused it, unwilling to do that because I believe he knew, amen, there was going to be that thief on the cross that was going to turn to him and say to him remember me when you come into your kingdom amen hallelujah our lord also had that desire oh i just want one more soul to be born in to the kingdom of god i want one more soul to be touched by my grace and mercy hallelujah and that's what we need to pray here today and that's why today in these services and other services and in this missionary day amen we want to remind ourselves that we don't want to take the world sponge that they offer to our lips amen amen they offer to us that sponge of complacency they offer to us that sponge of worldliness that will somehow intoxicate us where we can't see those souls that are dying around us every day hallelujah but we need to refuse those things and say lord shake me i want to reach just one more soul help me to be spiritually nothing too that some way somehow i can take this gospel to my friend to my family and to my community and to my world can we all say amen church Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In conclusion today, you know, we talked about the blockade of, of Leningrad or St. Petersburg, Russia. You know, here is a picture we have. We see this uh, quite a bit in the city. It's the monument to what they call the broken circle. That means that they simply broke through the, the Nazi army. You can see it here. And other pictures are here are showing people, uh, uh, statues of people coming out, amen, victorious from the blockade. And you can run through those pictures if you want, Sister Matt. Amen. People coming out of the three years, 900 days of torment and torture, a thousand, uh, uh, three years of, of people who were perishing in that city. Amen. They were coming out because God gave them the victory. And you know what a passion for souls means? It means that we're coming out. It means that Satan cannot prevail against the church. It means that darkness is not, doesn't have the power to stop the light of Christ. We're coming out, church. When we have a passion for souls, it means we're coming out to do greater things for God. More souls, more revivals, more establishing of churches. Hallelujah. Doing greater things for God because a passion was born in us. Hallelujah. It means we're coming out, church. We're coming out to do greater things for God. I mean, in our workplace, in our daily lives, to do something for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blessing. Oh, let's begin to pray right now. Hallelujah. Let's begin to touch, trust, talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. This today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray, God, for passion. Lord, that passion be birthed in each and every of us, God. That passion be birthed in us, Lord, that we'll be able to go through the, the difficulties and the situations, Lord. That our passion will not die, oh God, when we face, amen, uh, rejection or, or other problems that come into our life, but we'll continue, Lord, to have a passion for Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. 
If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.